Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 24th of January, 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. It's me. And Robert Kemp. I'm on a risky milk adventure. (laughs) (laughs) How expired is it? (laughs) Well, it's not that the milk is off. Mm. It's that it's real milk. No, okay. Because I haven't had real milk for quite a while, because I've been on... um, Alfro. That is definitely a, like it's one of those things where it's like if you go back to it suddenly, it might fuck you up even worse. Is it it tastes is, weird is, now. Is it semi-skinned yep. or you don't want full fat? It's, no, no, it's full fat. No, oh no my gosh, been getting, no one's been getting full fat since like went off the milk. I um, can't even deal with full fat, and I. I, <laughs> I used to love it. Like to be honest, like I used, I used to think there's like yeah, this is this is the this is the real deal. This is proper milk. This is delicious. Um, but now. Now cow's milk kind of tastes a bit odd to me. I don't know. Like I think I like soy milk more. So you've been doing soy. Yeah. Um, my flatmates do oak. Oh, uh, oak. <laughs> oak. <laughs> oh, that would be that would definitely be a good one. Oak milk. You could probably make milk from oak trees. I'm sure. I don't know if you could. <laughs> I mean, Professor you Oak's get... in a different business now. <laughs> oak milk. I'm sure if you slosh the water through some oak, you can get some milk out of it. <laughs> I mean, I what even sad. is oat or milk or soy milk? Like, how do you make milk out? <laughs> you, you milk an oat. <laughs> you get a tiny pair of tweezers out and uh, get going at those oat udders. <laughs> the oat udders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I think I tried. I think I tried. The only one I've tried is oat, and I didn't like it. Um, so I yeah, just... I'm not. I'm, I'm not as much of a fan of oat. It's fine, but. I think it, it. The problem with like milk alternatives is that uh, I think a lot of them end up giving a cardboardy texture on your palate for some reason. Yeah, and I don't not, want cardboard tea. No, and I, th- I think oat milk is one of the worst for that. I think it's, as I said, it's fine, but like it's hard to describe. It's like a mid-range mm. roughness to on the palate. <laughs> It's quite a drastic change to the cup of tea constituents, right? Is that what you're drinking, tea? No, I'm having a coffee. Well, it's an instant coffee. coffee, coffee, um... Instant coffee with milk, okay. I don't even, I drink black coffees for so long, I I, I keep forgetting that you can even put milk in coffee, in normal (laughs) coffee, because I just think of that as like lattes and flat whites and things like that. Yeah, it's it's very rare that I'll drink a black. Um, Mm. Like, it has to be from bean as well. Like, black instant is horrid. Oh, that's awful, Um, yeah. Um, but like a, a, Nes- a, a you know a, a black Nespresso is fine, um, um, especially if you get one of the ones that are like a, an espresso made from a Nespresso machines. Those are actually pretty pretty decent. Um, those those pod machines. I never really yeah got, got into those. Well, like, they they are good and they make nice coffee, but they're kind of a pain in the ass. Like yeah. and, and and fair play to I think Nespresso because I think they've actually got because those pods are like really are like nightmarish to recycle, mm. and like so they now actually have their own like bag and pickup recycling scheme. Oh. So you can you can you, if you they provide you a bag in which to put all your pods in, and then when it's full, you, I think you can either take it somewhere or have have it arranged for them to come get it. That's and good. they'll they'll recycle it properly and give you the bag another bag for the next one. So it's like, yeah, good, good on you. You finally realise that this this idea is actually terrible for the environment, <laughs> despite it making good coffee. Hmm. 
And the machines are really cheap, aren't they? Yeah, they're really cheap. What's well, the weird? I don't know. Yeah. And then, and as I'm as I'm learning, they make a pretty decent baseline. If you... <laughs> baseline. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're not they're not quiet. So right. When you, when you fire fire one up, they sort of most of them have a, like a hum or like a like an exhaust go. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you can you can cut that up into a baseline pretty well. <laughs> you sample that. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I'm making a whole song about coffee at the moment. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Wouldn't want it to be serious. No, no, it's, it's not my style. I suppose I've, I've been talking about this risky milk adventure, but I haven't actually sipped it yet. You haven't started the adventure. You're on the title on the, screen. <laughs> on the precipice. <laughs> it's time to hit start. The milk slick precipice of battle <laughs> <Milkiness>. trouble. <laughs> the suspense. Well, we won't find out for at least, I don't know, 10 minutes. Several maybe. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 10 minutes minimum. What happens to your stomach, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've been quite light with the milk. It tastes all right. Just, 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 a, but still a little odd to me now. Yeah, you go pretty milky, don't you, Zach? I'm, I'm yes. very, very, very light on the milk when I do have it. I mean, I imagine if I had full milk, I'd probably do like half as much. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't really care about the creamy aspect. That's yeah, how I drink tea anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your tea drinking uh, proclivities? Well, because I just basically have it like super lukewarm, so it's just like it's barely tea oh, anyway, yeah. and hella milk. So it's like you know, it's, it's already, just it, like it's already weird. Milk. So it's just like I don't think making it more creamy would make it make much difference. <laughs> Wait, where do, where can you get hold of this hella milk? London Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Punishes all hearts. Well, no. How many hearts do you get out of London like milk? Four, quite a lot. <laughs> I thought it was quite a lot. Oh, but you it? get like free swigs, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like twelve hearts for. Yeah, not bad. From Lon Bucks. I can't Monster. remember. Did you have to buy it, or you just went and got it? Did you from the from the ranch? Um, I don't know. I feel like you might have had to buy it maybe or you maybe had to do a side quest before you could get it that sounds yeah, more like yeah it. for sure is this only in um ocarina or is it on old milk been elsewhere uh i only remember I bet it, it probably has but, but who probably, knows yeah. yeah i mean that ranch specifically might have only appeared in like three games why what other games is the ranch in well there's the there's the Terminal version in Majora's Mask, which isn't really long, long run, no. I guess, but it kind of is. And Breath of the Wild, <laughs> where it's just a ruin. <laughs> so you can't oh, get right. There. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I never really explored that much the Hyrule town ruins in Breath of the Wild because there's just Too know, guardians. guardians everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The, the branch actually is, is more annoying because it's mounted the goblins <laughs> and a yeah, ah, that's annoying. And a guardian, but Mountain <laughs> Commons are actually probably more of a threat. The goblins, a threat. The mounted I mean, ones are annoying. Yeah, and if they're like what? higher tier than 
chili red. <laughs> They're like yeah. white mountain pecovins. It's a real yeah. pain in the ass. I can't remember if I even saw a mounted pecovin. <laughs> Did he get far run. enough to see those? No. I mean, well, he I never went into Hyrule. But... <laughs> you probably never went to, to the more open field kind of areas, mm. I guess. No, I guess not. I guess I never went in that general guardian town. There's some around where you do the horse race or whatever. Yeah, in the mm. back of the field. In the back, yeah. And there's the ones that ride the skeletal horses in yeah. the snowfields. In the snowfields, yeah. Oh, yes, I remember those. Yeah, just I remember seeing one on a fleshed horse. Breath of the Wild. So what's going on? Still lockdown times. Not much Still happening. lockdown times. Still house stress. Still. Well, I guess I haven't talked about it on the podcast ever. Like, yeah, because it happened just after last podcast. But yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be moving house. Yeah, me too, hopefully. <laughs> we'll have new setups for our casting. Mm. Hopefully a dedicated room that's not my living room. Well, I'm not a dedicated room. It will also be my general office for things and my gaming PC but and work. Uh, but yes, recordings will happen in there. I'm hoping there's enough room for the three of us to get in there. That's the next bit of planning. Right. Well, I'm sure there is enough room theoretically. It's whether we have the chair arrangement. <laughs> well, yes, there might need to be kitchen chairs um, rather than sofa action. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. And I'll be moving to your previous stage of being able to do it in the living room rather than the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you've entered the best of levels. Two. Is it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you made it to the best of levels. Two. Two. Is two the best level? Two is always the best level. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't aware of that rule. I don't think it's true anymore, but it used to be kind of like... Um, now I'm trying to think you'd... of every Sonic game. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we just, what was level two of every Sonic game? I mean, in Sonic 3, it's Hydrocity. Or Hydrocity. Um, Hydrocity. <laughs> Hydrocity. But in Sonic 2, it's Chemical Plant, which is pretty badass. Mm. Well, in Sonic 1, it's that... Actually, Sonic 1 one's not very good, no, is it? Because it's yeah. that sort of ruins level. That I can't remember its proper name, but... Yeah, that level. Um, I mean, surely level one is more iconic in games like the original Sonic and Mario. Well, I mean, that's the problem with Sonic is that level one is always Green Hill Zone. <laughs> yeah. Or, some... or the functionally equivalent Green Hill Zone. <laughs> yeah. I suppose Sonic 2 on Game Gear was a, is an outlier because it was that mine, wasn't it? The, uh, it was a sort of red and orange mine level. I liked the Sonic 3 kind of uh, autumn green hill zone, mushroom hill. Oh, that's, that's Sonic and Knuckles, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles, sorry. Yes, because Sonic 3 was Angel Island. That is green hill, basically. It's tropical green hill. <laughs> right. And on fire most of the time. <laughs> Only for half of it. <laughs> well, it sets on fire halfway through the first level, doesn't it? Or... Yeah. Yeah. So... Halfway through the first act of the first level. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Kind of. I suppose Sonic Advance 3 doesn't start with Green Hill Zone. Sonic Advance 3 starts with 
whatever the fuck that level's called, Route 99 or something. It's a weird, like, road level, except, you know, not like Radical Highway Road, like, weird. Even weirder because it's 2D. <laughs> not like Radical Highway was a functional road in any way. <laughs> hmm. You get the sort of um, aquatic level in Sonic Rush as well, don't you? The back-to-back. Well, it has the music that goes back-to-back a lot. Well, yeah. Is there a is there a green level in Sonic Rush one? I don't even remember. Yeah, there is. I think the I think in both of them the opening level is a sort of green level. Wait, in oh Rush, yeah, Rush, Rush and Adventure. How does Sonic Mania start? Does that have a green hill? Um, yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. it is. It is the green hill. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least that's you know not trying to beat around the bush there. Yes, because uh, Sonic Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Free does does Green Hill as Act Free. Oh yeah, yeah. It's equivalent of Green Hill. That's the one the time I can think of where it's not the first one. Uh, Sonic Adventure had the beach, and then Sonic Adventure Two, of course, has City Escape. So that's a bit different, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there aren't really yet. Technically, technically Green, Green Hill is Hill? Yeah. Well, yeah, technically Green Hill is literally the last level in Sonic Adventure 2. Well, it's the secret Sonic... unlock. Yeah. It's, I guess it's getting closer, but the Sonic Unleashed had that Greek island level mm. as its opening. Mm. Is there not Sonic a 3D Col- Green Sonic Colors ditches that. In, in it goes for the theme park. Oh, not Sonic Many. Sonic Generations. Does that yes, not have a 3D? Green Hill. Green Hill. Yeah, that's also Green Hill. And level 2 is Chemical Flood, so... Yeah. Good level two. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. I don't think this rule holds that far. No, though. I don't think it does. But... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thinking embarrassing to Battlefield is pretty good. What's the second level? Uh, Fortress, probably. Mm. I think, like, the idea, the, the theory used, in my head always used to be, like, the first level is kind of your intro level, so it's going to be a bit too easy, but... Mm. You just rock. You just, you play through. You just get through that level. Then level two is the cool one, where yeah. it's actually like considerably more fun to play. But I don't think that fits with modern game design, right. particularly yeah. where where level one is kind of your bombastic intro, and then level yeah. two is actually the tutorial. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah. level. But then you could argue like level one isn't even a level, really. It's like always mm. just a cutscene. Yeah, pretty much. I was watching my flatmate skipping to not what I've been played, but my flatmate was playing the start of the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or whatever. Ah, I'll and talk that, about that later. <laughs> the, but that does exactly that. It does the bombastic intro, which was pretty epic. And then it's like, oh, tutorial now. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, and I'll, I'll, I'll let, talk about it later. I'll let you talk about it. But it yeah. does that. But... That, that. That first level's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I, um, yeah. We'll talk about that because it was cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, in that case, shall we do news then? Yeah, just cracking on. Yeah, why not? Just break open the news vault. Because there's, there's nothing in there. Because there's nothing there's there. Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Microsoft being weird and screwing up. Yeah. So let's let's open with that. Uh, Microsoft decided to effectively uh, double Xbox Live's pricing. Uh, now this is standard Xbox Live as we've had for years and years and years and years this that wouldn't have affected Game Pass at all or the ultimate subscription tied to both Live and Game Pass um, but yeah they effectively did away with the yearly subscription which apparently they did that a while back actually they got rid of the year 
um, mark, but you could still buy it in six month chunks. Um, and to, to it was roughly the same price. Um, but yeah, that's six, uh, roughly sixty dollars a year in American money. I forget what the UK rate is. Um, but yeah, they they were going to double that to one hundred and twenty. Like so, the six month um, part subscription would cost you sixty dollars instead. And it's like that's quite the hike. Um, and as you might imagine, the uh, ever calm and obedient gaming community <laughs> kicked up one hell of a storm. Right. And uh, it didn't take long for Microsoft to suddenly go, oh boy, uh, yeah, this was this was clearly a mistake. Let's not do this. So you're saying, so this presumably is to try and get people onto Game Pass Ultimate, right? Yeah, of course. Right. Um, that's that's where like, Microsoft want, wants everyone. If you're the kind of person that just buys Call of Duty and FIFA and plays that online all year, you don't need Game Pass, do you? You don't need Game Pass, and Game Pass isn't going to benefit you if that's all you play. Um, There's still so, people like that, right, who just play Street Fighter yeah. or FIFA? or Absolutely, yeah. Very much still a thing. Um, they'll, they'll buy FIFA every year or they'll buy Call of Duty or every Call year, Duty, and that'll, yeah. that'll just be their thing. It's, yeah, absolutely, I think. Seems crazy not to think that those people, you know, are important. Well, maybe they don't want people to be one gameaholics. <laughs> it's just them being like, yeah. the, like some kind of altruism that's just like, hey, you should play other games that maybe don't have guns in them. Hey, come and look at Game Pass. We've got other stuff. Well, it's probably more like they don't they don't make enough money off just selling a console any longer. <laughs> They're like, we actually need to sell you some games as well, <laughs> not just one game. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the Series X launch hasn't been good for their their balance, and someone in management was all like, "Hey, we want more," because that's what management does. But was I mean, it? I don't that know they how they wanted more money. Was it that they wanted people to be put off enough that they'd get the other package? Yeah, good question. Good question. I, what I mean, do you get I, with what do you need to get to get the equivalent with Game Pass? Just you need to get a Game Pass Ultimate, do you? To get Game Pass Ultimate, yeah, which in the UK is eleven pound a month, um, and that gives you full, uh, you know, as if you had Xbox Live Gold, um, and also and the library, uh, and the library on both Xbox and PC, and gives you access to Xbox game streaming. I mean, it's good, but that's like as much as Netflix, if not more, isn't it? It's about the same price. About the same. I mean, you mm. can get. The, I mean, the base level Netflix is like six quid or something like that. If you don't yeah. care about HD or four K or any of that jazz. Yeah. Um. um but I, it, I mean, it's still a hell of a bargain. Honestly, I think eleven pound a month yeah. for Game Pass is 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 a great deal. Um. But you have to weigh up the fact that yeah, there's still. I mean, Game Pass Ultimate alone, if you think about it, actually, if you add it up in UK money, at least, what is it? That's about £132 that adds up to sure. a year. And there are plenty of ways of getting hold of subscriptions for cheaper than that. Um, there was a good one recently where, of course, EA Play is now merged into Game Pass Ultimate as well. All right. Um, on, on Xbox, not on PC. Um, so you could buy EA Play subscriptions on the cheap because people were trying to get rid of them. Right. Or more places we're getting rid of, and there's a conversion rate that's pretty generous, <laughs> so you can get your Game Pass Ultimate subscription for slightly cheaper. I mean, the thing with this is like, well, it is good value, but you have to be wanting to play. There's, I know, there's loads of choice, but like, it's a bit like, 
it's a bit like having Netflix, but then you still have to, you know, you 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 still have to buy Cyberpunk if you wanted to play it, you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I know what you are. mean. It's not, it's, it's well, yeah, it's like Netflix, and except you're not getting the Marvel films on Netflix. Yeah, like you need yeah. you need Disney Plus for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it it is that sort of situation. There's no. Um, you don't get everything. You're not going to get every brand new release, but you are going to get Microsoft's all of Microsoft's own releases. Yeah, on there. It's just so a shame would you there get aren't Halo really any of them right now? There. Yeah, Halo Infinite out. is uh, is 100 going to be on Game Pass on, on day one. The next, yeah, the next oh, okay. will be will be Game Pass. Oh, that's um, that's, that's fine then. It's a bit like Gears of War Netflix Five when it came out. It was here there. Yeah, yeah, Gears Five when it came out. That was Game Pass day one. Um, so okay. yeah, anything anything Microsoft do in house. So is that's on there. now that's every Bethesda game as well, I guess. Every Bethesda game, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's good. Well, anyway, except but... except the ones Bethesda have already put out. It'll be everything going forward. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because they've got different publishing deals for that. Um, what is going on with the new Elder Scrolls? Like they need to put out a Skyrim. <laughs> it's in development. So they yeah, that's they've still got to get through Starfield first, though, right? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Starfield might not happen. We, we've only ever seen. Or of either of them, we've only seen a title card, right? Yeah, but I think Starfield was still meant to come before Elder Scrolls Six, right? Was the original plan? Yeah, I think Starfield's been in development longer. So you'd, you'd hope they're going to have to somehow make it modding friendly. This is Elder Scrolls Six. Oh no, they. Yeah, I mean, they'll try their best to make it not modding friendly, though, because you know what the first. Alike, but maybe Microsoft will just go. No, <laughs> you you trying to make mod stores? No, oh, come on, you've got to recognise what was good about Skyrim. <laughs> um, what all the creepy sex? You recognise what was mods. good about Skyrim was having the community be able to fix all the bugs for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what mods were actually for. Exactly. It's not about content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. Was it was it Elder Scrolls or was it? It might have been Oblivion, where someone made content, made all every single book in that game unique, right? On every single bookshelf. <laughs> I mean, I thought the books in Skyrim already had a, a lot of text. Yeah, there was quite a few, but you did definitely get repeats. And there was that one fucking book that was tied to a quest, and every time you picked it up, it would tell you about the quest again. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they haven't said whether there's a Fallout 5 being built yet. and Because um... they're still on 76. Um, I mean, it's a stupid question at this point, but <laughs> is it a new engine? <laughs> you better hope so. Because <laughs> uh, it comes out in interviews saying, like, that people ask that and they don't know what they're asking anymore because that's not how games work anymore. Like, there's it's always based on some old co base. And it's like, yes, but you should probably just start again with Unreal Engine, you idiots. Yeah, maybe don't use your one. <laughs> Jonathan Blow actually has a great um, development talk about how um, our inability to know what's underneath software will eventually cause the end of civilization. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many layers of abstraction. But to be honest, like, by the point that you've booted up your OS, a human being would struggle to understand what has happened. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some people that understand every part of the Linux kernel, but I, I don't know, there's m many fewer that understand the Windows kernel. It's so complicated. Mm. And then everything is just built on top of that. 
I yeah, layers upon layers upon layers. At some point, if you lose, but that's the thing. We're getting to the point where that was that was his point. We're getting to the point yeah. where the people that made all the original stuff are getting old. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and and there's no one really filling in that gap. <laughs> was his argument? I don't know if that's true or not because presumably yeah. they still need someone to know that stuff. I mean, it's capable. It's not impossible. Well, obviously, it's not impossible, but it's it's totally feasible to read and understand old code right uh, or existing stuff like it's just harder than if you built it yourself or or in a team with others yeah right well you know that's always been my beef with web tech it's, it's always just felt like layers upon layers upon layers oh it is yeah i mean the web and web and web i'm not i'm not uh leaving leveraging that purely at web tech on its own but like that's the easiest example right of oh, how yeah. that stuff has gone anyway that's a bit of a um I mean, web is the super high level compared to almost everything else. But then I suppose in-game scripting, that's pr- arguably even higher level, right? Because you've got a whole game engine, and then on top of that. So if you're working in, you know, in the language of Unreal Engine, or, you know, that's pretty high level, right? I don't mean the shaders and stuff. I mean, when you're actually scripting the game. Yeah, I don't know, because I think, a lot of that, I think, is actually custom built for each game, and then you use something mm. like Lua to control it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, that that kind of scripting language that's pretty yeah. high. Level. It's high in a different way. It's high on a it's it's high level on a structure you've built in those cases. Well, unless you bought it from from well, Epic or whatever. Well, no, but even even when you've got an engine, you need to you need whatever your game does. You need to be able to script, right? Yeah, so that's it's, true. It's yeah. it's pretty tailored. Yeah. That but is, for some reason, true. Lua seems to be the one everyone, the language everyone uses for that stuff. Yeah, well, if it works. Yeah. It's probably more appropriate than Python or JavaScript or something. Talking of Bethesda, they announced a game. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indiana Jones! Da 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 da, ba ba bum. Yeah, Bethesda are making an Indiana Jones game. They want in on that Uncharted money. Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like, I think they could probably manage that. Without <laughs> you, reckon, you reckon it'll be a point and click? <laughs> I just hope he's whipping snakes like on the next tile. <laughs> <laughs> um so, because this is part of this Lucasfilm Games thing, right? Where it's no longer like EA exclusive licensing for Lucas stuff. Exactly, yeah. Um, cool. Um, because, and yeah, Uncharted. Because Ubisoft announced a game as well. They were doing some sort of open world Star Wars-y thing, signaling the end of EA's exclusivity. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as Jedi Fallen Order proves, which I'm sure you'll get onto, you know, ripping off Uncharted is not such a bad plan. I, I thought... I'm not sure it leans so much in the Uncharted direction and as Jedi leans more in the Dark Souls direction, honestly. Well, but, yeah, it kind of does yeah. both, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of sliding down things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is, de- <laughs> there is, there is definitely, uh, yeah, ice surfing. I mean, <laughs> skipping ahead, but at the start of that, when you were on literally on a, a fast-moving train and then a and then a, a, a Star Wars train and then a Star Wars helicopter starts shooting at you on, while you're on the Star Wars train and then you're hanging <laughs> yeah. up. Just, yeah. 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 And then you're and then you're climbing up a dangling yep. bit of yep. train. A dangly you know, bit yeah. of train. It's like yeah. hey Uncharted, we saw you. 
Anywho, Indiana Jones. Yeah. We don't know anything about it. It's a, it was a sucky ass teaser, like just panning over a map and some old Indiana star relics and a book written by Todd Howard. And it's like, <laughs> oh God, please don't tell me Todd Howard's involved because, you know, Fallout doesn't always come out well. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, Jones. you know, he is Bethesda. Um, and the Infernal Machine. <laughs> that that was them trying to rip off Tomb Raider, which was ripping off Indiana Jones, and now they're going to need to rip off Uncharted, which is ripping off Tomb Raider, which is ripping off Indiana Jones. Right? Is that right? I mean, I mean, that's the most interesting thing about this is like, what direction are they going to take with it? Yeah, like, is it going to be more? I mean, I hope it's not combat. I hope it's not Uncharted. I hope you're not wielding AKs, um, actually, because that's Uncharted. Right. That's like Indiana Jones is more. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be Batman combat with a whip. Yeah, that could work. He does a lot of punching, doesn't he? Fair, fair amount of hand to hand. And will it have vehicle stuff? Do you think? Yeah. He did just shoot a guy once, didn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, one of the like films. a comedy yeah. bit, though. <laughs> yeah, but he totally just shot a guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll have duels like Red Dead, except the other guy's just got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll have to do that once. <laughs> yeah. Still, it's a different direction, though, for for a Bethesda game. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe I'll have Nazis like um, like Wolfenstein. <laughs> I hate these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got to have some sort of military outfit. It's got to have goons. Yeah, what, what did they do in that Crystal Skull? They just made them Russian, didn't they? Because it was <laughs> set after the Second World War. Yeah. Yeah, Russian. <laughs> That's actually appropriate in that case. <laughs> <laughs> well, except they wouldn't say yeah. No, I'm just saying like they might as well be saying because they're basically stand-ins for the Nazis, right? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Derp. Uh, yeah, so we, we got that. What else did we get in news? Uh, new game news. Uh, new Pokemon Snap. That's what it's literally called. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't just wrong calling it a new Pokemon Snap game. <laughs> new Pokemon no, Snap. They're still doing that stupid new tag, but like, well, except it's the first non Mario thing for them to do the. What other Nintendo the games had? <laughs> yeah, what else have Nintendo made that have just had that new tag on it? I- don't know if there's a way I could search for that to find out. That's kind yeah. of generic. <laughs> it's kind of awful, isn't it? How's it looking? It's looking, it's looking like the same. Well, it's looking like the same thing that we said about the first trailer of it. Can we have a Pokemon game that looks like this, please? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. God damn it! Where's my breath of the Pokemon? <laughs> That's what everyone's just been asking. But again, like, it's not technically being made by the Pokemon Company, I guess. It's being made by Bandai Namco. <laughs> Which then also is just, like, another indication of, like, the Pokemon Company are just too lazy to actually make Pokemon any longer. <laughs> they just shit out Sword and Shield, whereas a, a totally separate entity is like, let's make a game that actually looks good and <laughs> Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, oh, I've never understood why they don't make the big Pokemon game. It's so obvious. <laughs> I mean, like, 
I think we probably said at the time where it's like it seemed like Sword and Shield were just too rushed. Like they just they had were clearly to get it... DS games, weren't they? Yeah, they had to get it out for the Switch launch, and that was it. But like they should have done a better game. And the Switch is the perfect console for for the big Pokemon game because it's yeah. because it's uh, portable. But then, of course, when you're talking about Pokemon Snap, then the question is just like, let's hope it has more content than the original. <laughs> Yeah, you could complete the original in like an hour or two, couldn't you? Yeah, it was very small. And how many Pokemon are they going to get in out of the however many there are now? Like 1,200 or something? How did they even justify selling the N64 cartridge for when the game was that short? It's a bit, yeah. Well, because Pokemon hype was probably at its highest then. Yeah. And also, right. you know, 3D. They were still selling stuff because, you know, Pokemon in 3D was exciting. Yeah, Pokemon Stadium, pack it full of yeah. weird minigames because otherwise there's nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> Other than you get to see a Blastoise, I guess. <laughs> and probably the most important feature of Pokemon Stadium, you could play Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. on your TV. <laughs> So that let's, hope, could. let's hope new Pokemon Snap is good and like you know maybe has more content and more features than the original, rather than just looking good because <laughs> it already looks good. We can see that much. I, I can confirm that searching for games that, that start with new is pretty much impossible. <laughs> I'm trying. I, like, I found a like Giant Bomb just has a list of every game that's uh, Nintendo published, but they're all like got massive pictures on the mobile version so it's a bit tricky to actually scroll through quickly mm. new 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 uh she's so talking about new do you want to talk about the new york times article <laughs> do we <laughs> I maybe don't have to i don't know what they're <laughs> what, so what is the article what's the big deal it's just it was something about how in lockdown kids are using a lot of screen time right which everybody yeah is. and they were there was about one dad being worried well one family i suppose well, maybe not maybe not just the dad but the dad was quoted as being worried about how much time he spends on his xbox and that his yeah. um and that the kid described his phone as being his entire life and it's like well kids do that yeah, <laughs> like teenagers just, do that. That's, that's that's not just because of lockdown, Dad. That's... Adults do that too. <laughs> yeah, on oh, my phone's my entire life. I'm on Insta. I, yeah, what? How does Instagram work in 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 lockdown times? You can't. I guess. I mean, it's exactly the same as it always. Did you just take pictures of shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's less. You can't go out in the world and take pictures of shit. You have to take no, pictures just, of shit in your uh, house. Yeah, but it, Insta's built up upon a foundation of of fake lips and uh, right. food shots right so you just make food <laughs> in your house and take pictures of it and then... yeah or as my instagram oh no my, no it's pinterest that seems to suggest gaming rigs to me it's like here's, here's, here's nice nice gaming desks and it's like well yeah i suppose i was looking at desks a while back well done pinterest um is it pinterest or pinterest <laughs> Pinterest, Pinter, it is Pinterest. <laughs> Pinteresting, um, yeah, um, yeah. Instagram, I don't know. It's like, I'm amazed by people like breaking lockdown rules and then taking photographic evidence that they're breaking lockdown rules and putting it on Instagram. <laughs> so they're all I'm doing it during my exercise see. time. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this lockdown is particularly taken seriously. If you know what no. I mean. 
Which is horrifying when there's so many more people in hospital than there ever have been before. It's so much worse. Yeah, people just go out and be like, I'm just going to go to the shops. Are you? Why? Do you need to right now? Is this your one hour of exercise? I suppose it could be. (laughs) Is that that one hour of exercise thing actually in place these days? I don't think it is. I think it's unlimited exercise still, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't go out for more than than half It's not the same. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that one hour was back in lockdown one um, yeah but they should just put that back i mean why 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 not there was a yoshi's new island it's not quite the same what oh. in the new, in the, yeah back to the nintendo's uh like new thing they they did a nintendo's new uh yoshi's new island still trying to find other new tagged games <laughs> They do have a very satisfying list that's 1,234 items long. Satisfying. <laughs> um, yeah, so this the that that was that I mean, that would have been a very boring ass casual like video games are bad filler story any other time, right? But this was on the front page of the New York Times. I don't really get that. I mean, there's a lot going on in America at the moment. I think they'd, yeah. they'd have plenty to put on the Valley Front page. Yeah. What's going on? Well, did they have a story that they, they wanted to put there and it at the last minute got... Yeah, maybe. Censored. Got pulled or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, uh, uh, what have we got on top of the filler pile? Video games are bad. Okay. That'll do. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily even just video games that's the problem. It's just like all of everything. All of everything, yeah. <laughs> all of everything is bad. Now that would be a great like title. Like I'd, I'd that's a that's a headline. All of screen. All of everything is bad. See, now I'm actually just getting back to new Super Mario Brothers too. So like, um, maybe there aren't that many news after all. I feel like a decent video game is like pretty good quality stuff to consume to a screen compared to most of what people look at. Yeah. Well, like crappy New York the, Times articles. <laughs> unless it's the onslaught of hentai games on Steam, but you know. Yeah, well, if you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there are honeypot. <laughs> Is there? Are they making a sequel to um, Hateful Boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know. If that counts as a hentai game. Oh, probably. It's probably a whole a whole franchise. They made a they made a Christmas addendum to it. I know that much. Oh, really? I think it was called Holiday Star or something. I don't know if they did any DLC for Dream Daddy. <laughs> Or anything like that. Ew. Uh, yeah, it's not right. like... I, don't, I think we may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but they took down that um, that advert um, as you come off the A14 to get on the M25. There was just this giant billboard on the side of the road for sugardaddy.com. What? I've never seen that. <laughs> it's been there for... It was like there for a decade. Sugardaddy.com. Yeah, and it's now gone. It's now something something less entertaining. But is that for? 
<laughs> stupid question. Is that for girls to find sugar daddies or vice versa? I guess both. I, I, yeah, I think both. Yeah, both directions. You need you need the dudes to find the ladies, and the ladies need the dudes to find them. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's nearly it's not quite. Well, I mean, maybe it is as bad. But there was that other one that was literally a adultery site, right? Oh, right. Yeah, whatever that was called. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, didn't that get big... hacked? I mean, yeah. obviously that's <laughs> famously a target got... for hacking. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I mean, you're really, you're really risking a lot by by using that. <laughs> What would happen if you went on there and you were totally single, but you pretended you were married? Would, they, would you get in trouble? That's a very good question. They'd probably be quite relieved at the end of it. <laughs> like, yeah. to be like, so, you mean you're not married? Oh, well, excellent. <laughs> that makes this easier. Yeah, I don't think they're looking for ease. I think there's a specific other reason that they're looking for that <laughs> yeah. specific type of relationship. <laughs> it's true. Oh, but the other person still gets the thrill they're seeking, presumably. And the other one just gets some. Still win-win. <laughs> it's win-win. <laughs> Except for the terrible, <laughs> awful pain you're going through. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> right, I think news. that might be the news. Uh, it's time uh, for what you've been playing. Uh, and I want to ask you, Zach, what you've been playing for the past couple of weeks. Well, luckily, it's not going to take very long to talk about, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe. I always say that, but you never, never know. Um, I played quite a fair bit of Stardew because oh, yeah. I had played it since the 1.5 patch came out at Christmas time-ish. But um, supposedly this patch is mostly like year two because supposedly the idea is that year two was kind of dull because it's basically you're just doing everything you did in year one again. <laughs> Because right. that's kind of how years work, I suppose. Yeah, but it there was like not much that actually like unlocked in year two usually. So now they've tried to introduce some stuff. So I haven't really seen any of that yet. Supposedly there's maybe a tropical island that you can go and visit, which is like a new because okay. I mean, you you could always already go to like the desert that was a thing before, and they already added a new cave in one of the previous factors. So I don't know what this new tropical island is is about. <laughs> But apart from that, uh, I also have been obviously playing the, the new farm layout, which is kind of weird. They, it, I feel like they did, maybe didn't commit hard enough because the thing the thing about this farm is it's the ocean, like the beach farm, right? Which, firstly, I was kind of disappointed because I figured that like it would actually be on the beach, like in a different place on the map, but it's actually in the same place on the map. They've just like changed the map to have like this giant inlet <laughs> where the ocean oh. comes in. <laughs> it's not really a beach then no it was kind of a cheap maneuver i was kind of hoping it would be actually like at the beach because then that would like you know change how easy it is to get to different places that would right. be more interesting so you're in the same top lefty corner yeah same place that it always is and with the same like exits and everything so that's that maybe slightly disappointing but the other thing about it is that the soil is like more sandy so you can't use sprinklers so you have to manually water your crops which is like, that's sort of a challenge mode, I suppose. Because <laughs> right. sprinklers always made it super easy. Well, they've, got quite, 
Why would you not be able to use sprinklers on sand? I don't know, because it drains the water through faster, I don't know. Because <laughs> the sprinklers only go off once a day in the study, right in the morning. Uh, maybe. But unfortunately, unfortunately, they didn't really commit very hard to that, because there's like there's a patch of normal dirt on that farm, but it's like under a bunch of like stuff that you have to have upgraded tools to get rid of. But once you get once you get to that point where you have those tools so you can break the stuff so you can get to that dirt and mm. obviously you already have access to the sprinklers by then and then you're just like well that's a big enough patch that i can probably just only farm on that one bit so it completely negates the whole like difficulty of this farm <laughs> so, yeah. so even though it was meant to be challenge mode it, it was it's, kind of it's kind challenge of... mode for like two-thirds of a year <laughs> mm. and then it's back to normal <laughs> Isn't that what like what happens with a lot of scenarios in yeah it, it, strategy it, games? I guess things? like all of the far, other farm designs have been kind of like that, where it's like you don't really use their special thing after the first year or so. You you, you just get into the normal methods of doing stuff inside of normal farming techniques, and there have been a few like little extra new things that I've come across. There's a new mission board where it gives you like bigger missions rather than the two-day give me a singular item missions <laughs> they're more like you have a week to kill this many enemies or harvest this many resources or whatever but the, the rewards for those have been kind of interesting because they seem to be related to well they seem to be special items related to the person giving the quests and like one of the first ones i got was from the scientist dude who gives you the farm computer and if you can craft that and like put it put it on down outside, you can just right click on it and it just tells you like a bunch of information, which is oh. like super useful. It's like here's how many crops you have at water, here's how many crops are ready in the greenhouse, however, here's whether there's anything in the cave for you to go harvest. So you can literally just like step out your door, access the computer, and then you can know whether you have to go into the greenhouse or the cave, so you don't have to waste time walking over there to go look. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's very useful. Maybe too useful. <laughs> Right, because yeah. it's playing part of the game. But yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't sound that fun, going and checking on everything every single day. Well, I mean, yeah. That is part of the the like late game de design goal of of the farms. It's just like, how do I arrange everything so that it's like, not ugly, but also really convenient for me to walk between things? <laughs> hmm. The minimal effort farm. Yeah. So that's Stardew. Haven't haven't played that in multiplayer, but I, you know, that might happen. <laughs> Who knows? Although we rarely ever get past year one when we play multiplayer on that, so we still wouldn't see the new content either, either way. <laughs> what I have been playing in multiplayer is Factorio again. Oh, really? Multiplayer? Yeah. That's unusual. Yep, we finally got got it together to. Well, it, it's not a new mod. It's a mod that I played before, but it had been updated. So it's like we'll go into this modern. And play through this, but it's it's a very complicated mod, which you know is obviously good, but it has it has problems of being like too complicated, you know, but not in like not in like an unmanageable level of complexity, but more like the design of the mod just can't handle it. Well, not even that; mm. it's more like the person making the mod can't handle it because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of situations. In when we're going through the sort of early game, where you're you're unlocking a new technology and it's giving you a recipe for right. for like 
some material or whatever. And it's like, it gives you this recipe. You have that you don't even know how to get. So it's like, why are you giving me this recipe? <laughs> Hang on. Did, did the second half of that conversation cut out for you there, Dan? Yeah, I missed the last part of what you were saying there, Zach. Yeah, could you want to say no. that again? Yeah, well, it's it's a lot of stuff times in that tech tree. It's just that it unlocks recipes and buildings and stuff before you could actually use them. Like it will give you right, a, yeah. a recipe or an item and it will be like, you'll go and look at it and be like, oh, well, I don't even know how to make the other part of this that turns into this. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's like oh, the that's... ordering of the tech tree is slightly dodgy. In fairness, that sounds like almost every time I find a formula in No Man's Sky, like it pops up and I'm just like, well, at least the way I've been playing it, like where things didn't reveal themselves in a natural order. Hmm, I guess, maybe. Although there's not very many like options in No Man's Sky, I suppose. It's a quite a short period where it's just like there's eight things that turn into four things that turn into two things. Mm. But yeah, this, so there's this sort of problem of confusion where it's just like you and because the other thing about this mod is that obviously because it's so complicated everything is made in multiple ways so you pretty much have to have the other ui mods for like searching recipes and whatnot just so you can be like how do we make this thing that we need and can we even do it via the method that we want to at the moment mm -hmm. and then that also breeds another level of confusion where if you unlock something that you can't use early on and you're like well we can't use that recipe yet because we don't have this other thing and then you forget about it and then like 50 hours later you're like okay we've got this new recipe that uses this thing how the fuck do we make that <laughs> and then you're like oh it was that it was that recipe that unlocked like a day ago <laughs> that we haven't been able to use up to this point and then the other other problem which is more just a general factorial mod complexity problem is that because everything is about like upgrading steps like when you're just extracting resources at first it's just like you dig up the ore and smelt it but then right. it's like take that ore and run it through some processing buildings and then there's like three tiers of that where you can process it more and more and more to get more out but then because of that you're constantly having to basically rebuild everything because it's virtually impossible to plan ahead to like what the end game will be you have to just build at the tech level you're at and then just realize that you're going to have to demolish it all which when you're playing in multiplayer especially is just like our base is just a giant mess it's just a horrible right. tangle of constantly pipes going everywhere <laughs> demolish everything constantly yeah or, or you just don't you just leave whatever was running right, leave it works, there. and you're like i'll come back to that at some point in the future when we've actually got like time and we can be bothered to fix this into the new unlocks and make it better <laughs> I mean, how is that going in some way? Like, you had problems dealing with other people's designs in the past. Well, this time I've, I've because it, because this mod is so complicated and it doesn't really let you make the like very organized regimented bases that I usually do as easily. I like I'm okay with it in this one. <laughs> okay, good. So like, I can I can deal with a giant mess. But I, I, it, we've definitely reached the point where it's so much of a mess, and because we had to be like crammed into quite a small space because of the enemies and whatnot, and the pollution cloud and all that kind of stuff. Now that we've crammed everything into this really tiny space, we're at the point where there's no space left, and it's like, okay, now we're actually when we expand, we can build stuff like further apart. Let's make sure we just leave room between things now, <laughs> as we're making our expansions. Do you have like any rules about how what what jobs each 
each player is up to? Or well, we we kind of naturally gravitated towards I was doing mineral stuff and the other person was doing animal stuff because there's animals yeah. in this mod. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you say animals, it's just like another building <laughs> that you feed specific resources to. Crates come out. Yes, not actually animals. Well, <laughs> I guess there is technically one actual animal. You can get a special like caravan where you just get like this giant monster that just casually walks around shipping stuff between two depots. Right. Although, as we discovered last night, apparently the it works fine for the host player. But if I click on it, because I'm the client player in this multiplayer server, if I click on it, the server crashes. <laughs> So I can't interact with that animal in any way. It's like I, if I want something, if I want that animal to transport something somewhere, I have to ask <laughs> to get it set up. That's pretty dramatic. <laughs> but yeah, we've been like it's because of everything being so complicated. It's quite easy to just be like, I'll just work on this, and that will take you know half an hour, and you can finish whatever you're doing, and then <laughs> we'll come and in. <laughs> we'll regroup. Yeah, have a meeting. <laughs> Whoever smelts it, belts it. Yep. Pretty much. That's a good phrase for that back <laughs> I've been working on that a while. <laughs> um, and then what else? Well, I guess I very briefly looked in because the combat update came out for Vulcanoids, that game that I was got that I oh, got yeah. at Christmas and was sort of waiting on the combat update to happen. But I didn't really play it very much yet. But I had seen some of the preview build of the combat update, and it looks like it's mostly still like that. It still has the same problems, but the combat is better. <laughs> it functions better, works nicer, but it, the game in general still has its weird balance situation of, of there being like basically no reason to ever do combat. <laughs> hmm. I don't, did I actually talk about that? I don't remember. It's the thing where because you you're that you're driving that drill and then you burrow mm -hmm. underground and then you just drive around and that's how you can like move to different locations on the map. Right. Yeah. But in the underground view, there's like resource nodes that you can just pick up as you're tunneling around. But it gives you like too many. Like it gives you research it gives you research nodes essentially. Because the other way to get these research module things that you need to progress up the tech tree is to attack the enemy drills and like destroy them and then they, they drop them not modules but because they spawn just underground on the map and there's no threat being while you're tunneling underground you can just mm. go around and pick them up underground and never have to attack the enemy it's like it's a it's <laughs> right. a real bad bit of balance <laughs> yeah mm. that does that does sound like a flaw or something they just haven't thought of yet yeah and also like similarly because if you if you're parked on the surface and you're relatively near another place where the where a drill can come up and the enemies come up there, they can send like attack squads. So that's why you're you can build turrets on your ship. So it's not just offense; it's also defense. But when you start progressing through the story, because the map is sort of broken into three segments, I believe, and once you go past the first like third, you destroy this big laser drill thing and it and allows you access to the second area mostly the enemies stop spawning in the first area so you can just go there where every time you need to surface and then you never have to worry about getting attacked because there's no enemies any longer hmm. it's like these weird balance decisions where it's just like there's so many ways to just avoid the actual difficulty of the game 
but you know, maybe they'll sort that out. At least, the, at least now that the combat is like more functional, it's it would probably be more enjoyable to do the attack and defend stuff than it was originally. <laughs> so maybe they can force it a bit more. Right, so it won't be so bad if they take away the ability to avoid stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't be nearly as bad now. Um, it could be solved with like some kind of underground fuel mechanic or something. Where you well, there was talk so of there or... being like a wave to have the enemies attack you while you are underground. Mm. But I don't know what that would exactly mean because the mole men. <laughs> well, it, I could like the only environment that you could have underground. As in this kind of underground, because there's there's literally underground caves where you can like surface your drill into a cave hmm. and like walk around, and then other drills can come up in other parts of that cave. But when you're in like the map view, when you're just tumbling around, supposedly they were thinking about making some way to have the enemies attack you there. But then that would just be like a couple of enemies would spawn on your ship and you'd just shoot them. <laughs> It'd be like <laughs> there's not much to be done with that, I don't think. Unless maybe they could make some kind of like temporary cave like it triggers an event where it's just like a cave opening and you have to stay there for like five minutes as enemies attack you or something that would kind of make sense apart from the point like why would your drill need to stay there <laughs> overheats yeah. or something yeah ambush yeah they're, they're filling the tunnel behind us well i mean the whole thing with the enemies in this volcanic island is that those the big things that you destroy in between the laser drills are basically what's causing the volcano to erupt all the time. And when you destroy them, like an extra lava stream somewhere on the island cools down, which allows you to tunnel through to the next area. So that could make sense for, for them. Like, they've diverted the lava to temporarily obstruct you and cause you to get stuck for a minute. <laughs> Stay here and fight them. <laughs> I guess. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. And I think that's more or less it. I don't remember whether I talked about... I, yeah, I must have talked about Rise to Ruins last time because it says two weeks yeah. ago on my Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how you can tell. So I think that's pretty much it. Just a lot of Factorio. <laughs> the classic. And Game Stardew. In, I mean, the Stardew <laughs> also takes up a lot of time. We're talking about time spent. Oh, and there was one other thing I did want to talk about in the, in the category of games I haven't been playing slash news, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> or... Or maybe the category of games I probably will be playing soon, I suppose. Oh, yeah. No, so YouTube did, like, YouTube successfully did what it was meant to do and recommended me a video of something new that I was interested in. Wow, that never happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, holy shit. It usually just recommends the same thing you've watched yeah, two minutes exactly. ago. Man, but yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been doing that with videos that were like five years old for me, like thinking I've never watched them. And it's like, no, I've watched this. Yes, it does tend to also do that. Like bring up old things, just, just in case you want to watch them again. Just in case. But it recommended this a video of this new game, which we're going to add it. I guess we have to add it to the genre that is Factorio and, which includes a lot of other games I play. The factory game genre. Yeah, well, it's because it, a lot of them are kind of similar to Factorio. It's like you've got you've got um, you've got Mindustry where it's Factorio and Tower Defense. Tower Defense. Mm. You got Satisfactory where it's Factorio and a three D game engine. <laughs> you got Shapes which is Factorio and Minimalism. <laughs> yeah. But now you've got this new game called Dyson Sphere Program, which is basically Factorio and Planetary Annihilation. <laughs> oh, okay. 
apart from without like the RDS, it's the style of planetary annihilation with like the little planets and then you fly between them and you can build in individual bases or whatever on each of the individual planets with obviously the goal of building a Dyson sphere by firing all that shit into space. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks pretty interesting and it has the factorial element, which is what I need, I guess. <laughs> I need it. So I may end up playing that. Although that one is definitely only single player at the moment. I don't know if they even if there's even a plan to make that log flare, but that one won't be. But yes, it appears to be kind of interesting. I was thinking about holding off. I, well, I held off at least until after launch. <laughs> oh, launch of early access also. Still only early access. Maybe I was waiting for reviews because, well, because basically it's a Chinese game. And, you know, right. it's Tencent adjacent. <laughs> so there's a certain amount of just wait and see what, the, you know, see if there's any root hits or whatever. <laughs> see if it's mining Bitcoin. <laughs> but it doesn't appear to be, so we're probably good. I mean, it probably wouldn't run on your PC if it was trying to do that. Well, no, that's also true. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'll get into that. Maybe. It's also quite cheap, which is nice. And also... A, discount at launch of like 10%, but it's still only like £12, which considering what it looks like, is fairly decent. But then again, remember Planetary Annihilation. <laughs> remember how expensive that was for what it looked like. Remember oh, yeah. how it was the unfortunate downfall of Uber. Well, Uber one, of, one of their downfalls. Yeah. I, I actually, for some, well, like, I was about to say for, say for some reason, but because presumably I'd looked at Dyson Sphere program on Steam, the news page for Planetary Annihilation started appearing in my newsfeed again. And I hadn't realized, but like about a year or so ago, they, it like got passed off to a community development team. Because, okay. because obviously Uber had their shit happen where they like you know half shut down or whatever and then they turned mm. into uh what was it called star theory that were doing ksp2 right but then that got fucked up as well yeah. and just sort of turned into a some private division not really company any longer so apparently at some point during that whole ksp2 transition thing they just said we'll just give planetary annihilation over to the community developers and they can continue working on it so it's actually been continuing to get quite a lot of updates according to these huh. news posts interesting and so, also what, if the community developers what does this mean like like yeah i don't, I don't actually know i mean i i presume it's quite easy to you know just make more maps or whatever hmm. <laughs> maybe not so much of the programming although there does seem to be quite a lot of mentions of like ai updates and stuff not that people really care about the ai either i suppose it's more about the multiplayer tournaments and that kind of because it's not yes it's like technically multiplayer is what you want except that's not what i want <laughs> no it's never really what i've wanted from rts's no aside from that one time they did it in world in conflict and it was fun yeah world in conflict figured it out mm. But yeah, that the community update seems like kind of interesting, and also with when the community team took over, they implemented a, like a permanent ninety percent discount on the upgrade to Planetary Annihilation Titans because that was a whole 
I don't remember if you remember that about the whole downfall of Uber when they released the standalone thing that was almost an expansion but wasn't and it cost like as much as the original game and <laughs> moved all their development onto it. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember that. The sequel, not sequel, but is kind of what we were doing now. Yeah. yeah. And then like at the uh, at the time it was only, they did give a discount to people who owned the original, but it wasn't like it was only like a 30% discount. <laughs> Hmm. Now it's permanently ninety percent. If you own the original, you can get the the Titans version for like ninety percent off, which I guess is nice. But you know, it's not free, <laughs> which is probably what it should have been. Yeah. So, but for like, own you know, if you're if you were me, for instance, there's no point getting the first one. You just get the Titans version. Yeah, you just get the Titans version because yeah, because it was that standalone situation that pissed everyone off at the time. There's definitely no reason. I don't think you even can buy the original on Steam any longer. I think they delisted that right. store page. That's good. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, it's very much after the fact, but somewhat salvaged. Yeah, but not by the pe- actual real developers. Yeah. <laughs> not by the people True. who originally made those decisions. Well, this is what this is what I meant by like, what does the community development actually mean? It's like, are people working on it for free? Like, or are these actually like some kind of weird? Where, well, like, did they actually get like a licensing agreement almost to be yeah. like, we will continue it's... working on this as long as we get some money from you? I suppose it's really odd. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Or they got hired into. Well, I, I was going to say they got hired into a into a company, but no company exists any longer. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's a weird disaster. That whole game. Very strange. Anyway, that's me done. I guess. So Dyson Sphere. Yep, Dyson Sphere program. Yeah, <laughs> space program. <laughs> Put a sphere around that star. It does look DSP. pretty cool when you're building the Dyson Sphere and you can actually see it. Like you can see all the all the ships and material that you're firing off the planets with railguns flying out into the sphere. <laughs> hmm. That's cool. Are you do, is your perspective always from the inside of the sphere? Or? No, you're building it from the outside. Oh. So You're when it's mining all strip mining all the outer planets, I guess. Because the presumably a Dyson sphere is more interesting on the inside than on the outside. Well, f- by the looks of it, it's mostly a solar a solar panel Dyson sphere rather than like a ah, okay, terrain yeah. Dyson sphere. <laughs> right, 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 right. So it's just for capturing energy, right? right. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I guess you probably don't need that much real estate. <laughs> no. You just need a tiny like thin strip around around one of the ring. Yeah, areas and that would be more than enough. <laughs> Plenty of farmland for everyone in Stardew Valley. <laughs> yep. Right, Rob. What have you been playing, man? Why, hello there. He's uh, souls. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just skip straight to that. Let's do. Let's let's talk about Jedi Fallen Order. Order. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, yeah, I mean, this like the Emperor. Order sixty six. <laughs> I mean, that's a key part of the plot here. Yeah. Well, um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, Jedi Fallen Order happens, as far as I can tell, pretty soon, uh, or you know, sometime after Order sixty six went down. And uh, yeah, you play. I want to say his name is Cal Kestis. Christus. Cal Catan. Cl- okay, Cal- <laughs> he's called Cal. Cal something. His surname's not important. Um, and uh, who's a 
I don't know. I'm not sure I like his face. I'm just going to put that out. No, there. Like, no. Like, I don't like his face, and I don't like his hair. <laughs> he's generic I mean, white dude with stupid red hair. He's a bit. He's a bit ginger. That's that's a bit mean to gingerists. But he may be a Jedi, but he's got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more the jawline. The jawline bothers yeah. me. I don't know why. I hope that's not based on a real person. And if that is, I'm so sorry. But. <laughs> But if he had a choice about how his face looked, I'm not sure I would have gone with this. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it just looks like he's gurning the entire time. It's like just going, mm. <laughs> I feel like the lady looks more bug-eyed than the aliens. <laughs> Again, uh, like if that's based on someone's face. <laughs> yeah. well, I apologise. Yeah, it must be something to do with the way that they're scanned. Because <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody looks like that. It's quite, it's quite extreme. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's Star Wars Souls. <laughs> I mean, it very much is that. Um, uh, so it's um uh, for for completeness. So it's like they recently put out the uh, a, a patch for Series X that um, ups the resolution and makes sure the performance is. If you put it in, if you put it in performance mode. Um, it's it's not quite 4K. It's slightly lower, but you're still getting a resolution bump, and it will keep a uh, a pretty decent 60 frames per second most of the time. Nice. Um, yeah. Whereas on on One X, it's like performance mode would lock to 1080 to get close to 60. 60. Most of the time, yeah. Um, so it's it's decent. You can still choose to put it into 4K mode if you want, but you you'll get a locked 30 frames uh, instead. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Um, I might as well have my frames, and I'm probably not going to notice the slight resolution drop. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's a, probably a decent choice because it's it's a good looking game. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be like just from a technical perspective, it's a damn damn fine looking thing. There's some nice lighting going on, especially with your with your lightsaber and that whips out and the way the blue casts over everything. I mean, um, nowadays I'm kind of looking for like where it's clearly screen space and not <laughs> and not ray trace. But sure. still, it's nicely it, done for old style. Yeah, there's definitely places where you can see that kicking in. Um, mainly when you're in the interiors, right? And you know how like imperial yeah. design tends to have like little diagonal ledges at the yeah. bottom of things. Yeah. Like there's definitely places where that cuts across a, a reflect. The, the diagonal edge mm. will cut across a, something and screw up a screen space ref- reflection. Um, uh, which can look a bit odd, but it's only you only really see that in your periphery. Um, um, and uh, as Digital Foundry pointed out, motion blur quality is very high here. <laughs> mm. Like it's very it's very clean looking motion blur. So this is um, where EA isn't isn't this where EA let them use Unreal Engine and didn't make them use Forest? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So this this is made by Respawn, who like um, historically have had more of. Um, uh, more experience with the Call of Duty styles Quake engine derived style um, source engine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, source. Uh, I think yeah, Titanfall might have been source engine based. I can't remember. I think it was, um, but that's Quake engine anyway, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So they've had more experience coming at it from that direction. So this this is interesting. You know, respawn taking on Unreal Engine, and you know, for the most part, they do they do a decent job of it. Um, the material based rendering stuff, like clothes and stuff, looks so good. Some of it is phenomenal. Yeah, it's like some of them, some of the metallics in particular. Yeah. Um, look really great. Um, there's, there's just something about how they how they shimmer. 
like just that, a, or it's like it's not just like a hard reflection there's a certain depth to the reflection that's fan, fantastic all the environmental stuff um, looks really really good the faces and, and, and stuff it looks, are not 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 quite uncharted levels let's say but, no no but they look very i mean that's the other point here like i think they they've done star wars pretty good <laughs> you know so it's a pretty like uh, well-established mm, aesthetic, aesthetic. Yeah. but but they, they they've done a damn good job here uh, uh, keeping that um um they do the thing that like we mentioned when we talked about mandalorian um before that you know the mandalorian takes the approach where it's like we're not going to do the star wars music thing we're going to make it sort of a yeah. bit different and this fair this mm, this is very much in the star wars camp of orchestral music yeah. and like you know you'll hear the, the what, what is it the sort of motif every now yeah, and then you uh, you'll hit you'll hear that quite a bit um so it's, you know it's, but... it's kind of halfway it doesn't do the full mandalorian approach of like completely no and, break... a, and as a result it's just it's just there you know what i mean it's not in your face star yeah. wars obnoxiousness but it's not good enough to stand on its own either you know what i mean it's just there yeah um but I like the way the like the, all the sort of like the, um, the menus look. They've got in, an interesting yeah. style to that as well. I like, like that when you, know, you die, it what... says respawn. Yeah, <laughs> because it's <laughs> respawn. Just, re just I in see massive that in a, letters in a game. Do, do any games use the word respawn anymore? I, I don't know. I mean, they even describe that that's how the what the enemies do when you visit a bonfire equivalent. Yeah. It's I mean, like the, it, was, we, we, it just straight up says enemies have respawned, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any games that use that word actually in the game. Um, so that's quite funny. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're very much. Uh, I mean, it's, it's weird at times. So yeah, it's a Souls game, effectively. You, you, you've you've got a more deliberate combat system than you might expect, and also there are meditation points which act like bonfires. And let you spend your skill points and things to upgrade and stuff like that. Um, but if you sit down and rest there, enemies will respawn, um, and you'll gain all your health back and you'll gain all your Estus flask equivalent back, um, your stims. Um, and uh, sometimes that those points can be pretty damn close to enemies, like hilariously so. Sometimes you like clean out an area that is basically surrounded by stormtroopers and there'll be a, be a meditation point in the middle of it <laughs> and you'll meditate and then suddenly you're surrounded by stormtroopers <laughs> just reappear. It's, it's really bizarre <laughs> blood moon rises once again yeah that <laughs> the, something that the, the dark souls normally did better was like yeah. have the bonfires not be directly next to enemies yeah have them be a bit out of the way it's kind of nuts. It's a bit. It's a bit stupid. But they, I think that they are trying to do like Dark Souls light. The bond, you know, the meditation points are never that far apart. Um, so at the moment, it's like a short jaunt between them. There are some segments where it's been a little, little tricky, and it's been frustrating to repeat bits. But um, uh, it's it yeah, it's it's way more forgiving than what I've seen of Dark Souls for that. Mm. Um, uh. It even does the um the whole corpse run thing is a little bit lighter as well here in that you only have to uh, the enemy that killed you will be highlighted um so you only have to land a single damaging hit on them and you'll get all your experience back um oh, okay. and, and and it also re restores your life at that moment so if you've had like a like if, if the enemy that killed you was at the end of a run say or you know between bonfires um 
I'm going to call it, keep calling them that because it's easier to say than yeah. meditation points. It's easier. Um, um, yeah, if you're, if you're at the end of a run and then you got killed by some harder enemy at the end of it, it's like, it's fine. You can still have a rough run up there. And as soon as you hit that guy, you're back on level terms with them. Right. Uh, and you can do that and you can focus on that fight, uh, which is kind of cool uh, in, the, in the sense that it makes it less punishing. Um, because the way the combat works in that game is you could die incredibly quickly. Right. Um, so I'm playing, I, I, follow, I did that thing where like it has one of those difficulty pickers that describes what the game's like. Uh, and it, there's four levels to choose from, and I'm on level three because it, like a bit, yeah. Like, yeah, a bit like Halo's heroic because its description was a bit more like, oh, you're not afraid of an action game, and you like a bit of a challenge, and it's like, whereas the one down it was is like you're a little bit, you're you're kind of new to action games, uh, uh, and then the one before that was story mode. It's like yeah. combat is not is trivial, uh, and it's like, well, okay, I, don't, I I clearly want the third option. It's harder than I thought. It really is. It's like it's mm. it's uh, like. You walk into a fight you you're maybe not prepared for, and you can get rocked fast. Um, partly because like, um, it's I've not really I've not played a Souls game before, right? I mean, so, God of War is Souls light in a way. It's, it's Soulsy, sort of. but like it's even even God of War's combat is far more forgiving than this. Like, so mm. if you do an attack, you have to give yourself a a, win, a good window before you can block properly. Um. Uh, you know, you can't you can't block a meat. It's not like um, bayonetta where you can just crank out a dodge at any time. Mm. Um, it's like it's all you've got to only attack really when it's when it makes sense. Uh, spamming is not your friend. Um, uh, and but it, it extends to things like it has a has a parry system where if you block at just the right moment, then you'll stagger them back and things like that. Um, enemies tend not to do the stupid thing of all standing around waiting for you like assassin's creed so getting surrounded is a big problem um hmm. for you to deal with yeah because they actually um, hit you <laughs> yeah uh and i do find myself fighting the camera in situations like that as well so it's like it all compounds to being kind of it's kind of difficult um or at least i'm finding it tricky um and then you've got that whole corpse run thing, meaning it's like if you if you if you feel like you've gone down a road that perhaps you shouldn't have, and it's like okay, or maybe I'm I'm in a fight that I shouldn't be doing right now, uh, because of the whole corpse run thing. You may find yourself in a situation where it's like, well, I probably have to go do that fight, otherwise I'm not going to get all my experience. I want my skill points, yo. Hmm. Well, you just um, have to run I, up and hit them and then just run away. Again. <laughs> and then try and run away. Yeah, you can do that too. Uh, so I I think that. There are certain elements that I I really struggle with in that in the combat. The parry timing in particular feels kind of off mm. to me. Like sometimes I'm... it works great. Like parrying lasers seems super easy, but I think the window must change depending on certain enemies and certain attacks. Maybe because there are definitely some enemies where it's just like, okay, I really don't know how to parry you, or if I can, and like because you have to lift off your block maybe to to then press it back down to do a parry. I don't know if that approach is actually viable. Like, or if I'm supposed to have lifted off for a period of time before I attempt to parry, mm. stuff like that. Because there are times where I'll just be doing that, and I'm just like, I'm just getting hit, and I'm like, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure what I did wrong there. The game hasn't been particularly good at teaching me on the whether, timing. Yeah, yeah. Does it do that thing where it's got like unblockable red attacks or whatever? It does. Yes, there's unblockable reds as well that you must dodge out of the way. Um, and some of those are kind of annoying at times because the window it gives you to get out of... There's been... 
there's been a couple of enemies that have done had had AOE attacks, and it's like, well, they've not been marked as un- unblockable. They are technically unblockable because they're right. AOE. Um, uh, and some of those have been a little tricky to escape from in time. Um, if you're doing damage and then they suddenly bust that out, it's like, oh god, no, no, no. Oh, there was no way to avoid that. Um, and it's very harsh about things like iframes and stuff like that. So when you get hit, um, you can pretty much just keep getting hit um, until you, you know you, you're, until you're back up and standing. You are you're not you don't really have a block capability. Um, mm. uh, so there are certain times where it just feels like you're, you can just get pretty unlucky, and the and the attacks that an enemy will use will just down you um, if you get hit once. Uh, or at least that's how it feels like in my experience. It's just like it's like oh I've been bitten. Oh, now I'm on the floor. Now he's doing the bite attack again. Oh, I'm not quite standing up yet. Oh, he's bitten me again. And now I'm on the floor again. And then <laughs> it's pretty harsh with that. Um, especially if you're surrounded by multiple people as well. Um, which I guess is more realistic. <laughs> not necessarily more fun. There's definitely been plenty of moments where I've just sort of like... all, re- And I'm not that far into the game. Like, There's been plenty of moments where I've just sort of been like, Really? You son of a bitch. <laughs> really? Uh, you also have block stamina as well. So you, even if you are surrounded and you're like, oh, God, what do I do? It's That's like you can't very salty, do... isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. You don't have attack stamina. That's not there, but it's block stamina here. Um, there, you, and any, any of your fancy attacks that use force powers, that is on a meter as well. But that meter doesn't recharge over time. You have to do damage in order to recharge your force. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, obviously um, not. <laughs> I mean, hard, but I cool. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like from uh, both from the standpoint of the force, uh, right? Are you? Like, I mean, you you start murdering people immediately. I mean, you're pretty dark side. <laughs> yeah, in this game. I mean, you're murdering you're murdering stormtroopers in fairness. Like, you're not yeah, but, regulars. Yeah, but I mean, you never. I don't know. You're murdering a lot of old troopers, and they're not clones. Yeah. They're like they're just recruits, right? Anyway, I guess, yeah, yeah. They, like... they all sound the same. They all have the same voice. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't worried about that until the prequels, where they invented robots. <laughs> yeah, to make an excuse to why have why you can have to like, kill people all the time. Yeah. They're not people any longer. Yeah, but the original Star Wars, they didn't care about that. They were just bad guys. Yeah, but you also didn't have a badass Jedi murdering everyone in the original Star Wars trilogy. Well, it just didn't happen at all. A little bit in the third film. There was a little bit of murdering going on. Quite a bit, I thought, in there. Yeah, by the end of it. But... Does Luke, who does who's Luke murdering in 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 Jedi? Like he's fighting the people in chucking them in a the sarlacc pit. Yeah, like, I mean, two that or three people, counts. <laughs> and then. He doesn't even fight on uh, Endor. He just like gives himself up immediately. I mean, I think so... we could say he indirectly causes the explosion of Jabba's the entire barge. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, he kills countless millions when he blows up the Death Star. So. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> I was single-handed. Like. <laughs> but yeah, and he did technically use the Force to do that, so... Mm. <laughs> and, some, and some TIE fighters and whatnot, you know. Some individual soldiers happening there. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, that's just a war, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because fighting stormtroopers wouldn't have been. No, I just mean like slicing up a million stormtroopers <laughs> with a with a with a like a lightsaber. Isn't True, a bit different not, to, like, well, that wasn't 
that wasn't really done, I guess, in the original trilogy. But... Anyway, I'm just saying that, like, you dealing damage and letting the hate flow through you <laughs> and building up your force powers kind of yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Of course, canonically, this guy's a good guy, but I'm just saying he murders everyone immediately. Mm. Just like uh, you could say about Uncharted or... I mean... Dark Souls, I mean, that guy, like, he's killing a bunch of, like, crazy undead things. He's a definitely <laughs> relatively a good guy compared to, I don't know. Or Bloodborne this... guy. Yeah, yeah. Bloodborne guy. I mean, they're all monsters. I mean, most most of the stormtroopers are having pretty casual conversations as well as you're wandering around, and then you're just like, stab, stab, stab! <laughs> yeah, pretty brutally as well. <laughs> At he least didn't with think the, um... to just mind trick them and just wander past? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't, he seems like a pretty rubbish Jedi, right? Yeah. He wasn't. He didn't. That his whole thing is. I don't think he necessarily uh, reached Jedi status. I think he was a Padawan. Um, yeah, he didn't get the lesson from Yoda about not murdering everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they, they skip that bit. Um, yeah. So because he, he's kind of, which leads me to one of the most like odd choices in that he seems to have forgotten all his force powers until until arbitrary moments where he decides they're useful um like you'll wander along a um, um a bit of a, a sort of cave network and you'll see these insect or sort of lizardy things running along the walls and then he'll suddenly remember have a flashback to his training where it's like oh i can run on certain walls using force to help hold me up <laughs> And then it's like suddenly wall run is unlocked and you're like, great, I knew that was coming because I've seen yeah. lots of footage of wall run being a thing. And there's obvious places where wall one would be a thing because it's highlighted in the world. And it's like, now, so the... now you choose to use it. Great. Thanks. It's like, oh, nope. I'm, I'm in a game developed by the people who made Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to have a wall run. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's there going to be a story explanation though. <laughs> No, to have weird amnesia that only comes back a bit at a time or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't think amnesia is a thing. He seems well aware of his lot. You know, it's it's bizarre. But yeah, the same thing happens with force push later on, where you just suddenly remember you can push things, and, except you haven't been able to up to this point because it, it would, would have meant you'd have had to have done <laughs> done some puzzles the easy way. <laughs> It, so it's like a Metroid unlock ability thing. Yeah, yeah except you're not even doing the work to find them. You're just fine, like or like you don't like, feel Oh smart. yeah, I forgot. I can just knock these things over. Yeah, it's so dumb. It really, it's like that's it's, quite it, dumb. It's pretty dumb, and and it, and it's it's not even really doing the Metroid thing well in the sense of there's there's plenty of crates around the world that you can find. Um, and they 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 feel like secrets some of the time, like the the way you have to get to them. It's like it's off the beaten path. Oh, I had to do a thing to get to this crate, and then you rummage in it, and every single one of them is a cosmetic. Oh, like none of them are useful. <laughs> They're like you can change the color of your poncho. Fantastic. You can change the handle on your lightsaber, which you cannot see at any point during normal gameplay, except for when you go to the customized lightsaber screen. Because it's like it's so tiny in your hand, right? It's I mean, stupid. if it was Red Dead, I'd be excited to get a poncho. But <laughs> in yeah, Jedi Fallen but... Order, I don't think I care. <laughs> it's 
yeah, the cosmetic system's really dumb. And then, like, it's 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 made extra dumb by the fact that EA clearly had their hand on it a little bit because the when you if, at the very start of the game, if you open up that menu and you look at the customization options, and it would be like, oh, there's two things here I can't access because they're premium content, and like I can have premium pointless con- customizations. But it's at the least most they pointless. don't affect the game. <laughs> no, but yeah. they are the most pointless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. You can change the color of BD1 if you want. BD1's kind of cool. Yeah. As far as droids go, he's pretty cool. And it kind of makes sense from a gameplay point of view as well. Yeah. There, there are, the only thing I don't like about how Cal and BD1 interact is like when you ask... BD1 carries your stim packs. And uh, um, so when you request and like uh, Cal shouts at BD1 to give him one effectively but sometimes that shout just and that that exchange just feels so weird like he says thank you pretty much every time afterwards as well and it's just like in the middle of a fight it's like you're just going thanks or stabbing a dude (laughs) (laughs) right it's really strange and there are other times where cal seems so desperate for a stim that he just sort of screams help me (laughs) and it's like this doesn't feel very jedi right now i need an estus flask (laughs) yeah help help me and the, the, the funniest times are where you've just won a fight and he's still sort of in fight stance and you request a, request a stim pack and he's like, help me! And it's like, there's no danger right now. <laughs> so you're not like, boy! <laughs> boy, drug me. <laughs> drug me, boy. That'd be weird if... if uh, what's his name? Kratos? No. What was his Kratos. name? Kratos. Yeah, what's the son's name? Oh, it is Atreus, yeah. You're... Atreus, yeah, was like responsible for healing uh, Kratos. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a bit odd. Pass me my herbs. She's going to heal that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm discovering areas that are like, I can't do anything in. Like, it's got the, some of that where, like, the, the, yeah. this this third area i'm this the third place i've been to seems to be quite large and i'm sure there's plenty of stuff here that maybe i shouldn't be trying to do yet it's hard to know some of the um, names of stuff is hilarious star wars like the second planet what's it called uh bagona it's like B- bagano it, or something it, it, something B- like that bagona. B- bagano, yeah, bagona. Bagona. <laughs> it's, it, it's a it's a bog ish <laughs> yeah so star warsy and then I'm on Zepho right now. Or oh, I'm exploring the depths of Zepho. Zepho. I thought the... that that like that opening sequence was cool, and I like the concept of the scrapyard where they're turning old Clone mm. Wars ships and stuff into Imperial stuff. Yeah, it was really with cool. no health and safety. Yeah, uh... no health and safety. I didn't like the giant waste disposal sarlacc i think that's what that was <laughs> i'm guessing that's what that was, yeah. <laughs> that's a really stupid idea it's just sort of there <laughs> there are a couple of technical problems here and there and mm. like like i was praising the technicals at the start but there are there are a few issues here and there um like um if uh there is the occasional hitch randomly um and again digital foundry pick up on that as well mm-hmm. and it's it's the like it's arbitrary it seems to be just but in certain spots or mo- movement between certain areas you'll get a hitch um i've noticed that cuts especially in cut scenes can look f- janky 
Like it's like the camera cuts, but it hasn't loaded in the objects for where the camera is pointing quite yet, and they pop in a frame or two later. Right. So they end up looking a bit funny. Or the other way around, I think it unloads objects too early sometimes before it cuts. <laughs> That's the classic classic bugginess from Sonic Boom. That's their whole problem with their cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's a bit of that. And I wonder if it's because the game, I guess, was designed to target 30 maybe, and so some of that stuff would yeah. be invisible at 30 frames because it would be or less noticeable maybe i mean but, i was watching it you know on a base ps4 on a 1080p tv at 30 right. and like it looks pretty nice <laughs> mm. at least that opening sequence obviously it looked massively better at 60 on a 4k tv on a on a xbox series x but yeah so it's amazing what they can get out of that old hardware yeah oh yeah i imagine it's pretty pretty decent on a I mean, even on the the the, the four pro or the one X version, I imagine yeah. it's pretty pretty damn nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, I mean, it's good on them for doing doing the update in the first place. Actually, there's a slight, <laughs> there's a hilarious. Um, there is a bug. Um, in that the performance mode still has the tagline on it that says, "Ah, oh, lock the game to 1080p and to get 60 frames per second. And it's like, yeah, on Series X, it's better than 1080p. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's that's not that that tag isn't true on Series X. Yeah, um, it's just a bit of copy they didn't change, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Like I I'm not I'm not sure I'm taken with how it plays, which probably means I'd never be taken by a Souls game if this is like a very light Souls Well, I wouldn't know about that. I mean, maybe Souls games are better when they are raw and hard right maybe you'd maybe have yeah. more fun if it was dark souls and you got your ass kicked and it was more pure you know yeah i don't know i wouldn't kicking... be put off the whole genre by by like a no. game i mean even if it's well made yeah i guess maybe it, it's, it's like there are just times where like it's, it's obviously when you encounter a new enemy you're gonna struggle right and it's like that's, oh yeah that's pretty much a given here it's like if you discover something you've never seen before it's like you're pretty much gonna die um uh yeah especially when i stumbled upon a random purge trooper in a in a cave and it's just like oh oh okay i wasn't expecting you here oh i'm so dead right now <laughs> and then i went back and then beat him the second time but it's just like yeah there's plenty of that um the first time you find stuff but then it's very it's also one of those games where it's in, entirely possible to because it's high damage pretty much to everyone not just to you um you can you know something that was giving you a headache you can get right and avoid all damage completely you know and it's quite quite satisfying when you do that and be like oh this thing that was giving me a headache before i can just murder you now <laughs> with nothing but skill because the skill tree is kind of rubbish really you're not gaining a huge amount from that or at least it doesn't feel like i'm gaining much from that mm. it's like the, the, yeah the game seems to be what it is um, in terms of the combat. I just kind of wish there was a bit more to it, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. more layers to it. It's like it's very superficial. Um, yeah. I, it, it, when I saw it playing, it, it was better than I expected, I think. But I was hmm. still like, because when they first announced that Respawn was making a Star Wars game, I was pretty excited but i was never excited enough to actually you know once it actually came out to actually bother yeah. because it's like mm, yeah it looks a bit generic yeah it's uh it's decent but 
yeah, no, I don't, like, I don't think it's as good as perhaps it could have been. Which you could probably say about every game ever, but, you know, <laughs> that statement. It's not as good as it could have been. It's like, everything could always be better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I spent a bit of time with that. Still doing a bit of Galaxy Trundle here and there. Not too much this this time, last two weeks. Um, yeah, I didn't really go back to that too much. Uh, I did, Well, I'm getting to the point where I don't know if this is, like... in. There's a bit of a story, and this might be minor spoilery, where every time I jump, I'm gaining a glyph. And right. because of the whole thing around 16, I don't know if I was like, does this mean I've got like a limited number of jumps before I die or something? Or No, I think you just get all the glyphs. Oh, okay. It's just giving them to me. <laughs> yeah, because previously you had to go and find those. Like you got those off the traveler's graves, and those yeah. are like super rare. <laughs> Well, so they just, so as them, usual but... with No Man's Sky, they implemented a completely different system that's way easier, <laughs> but did oh, get okay. rid of the old one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because it's it started doing that at the point where I learned what sixteen meant. Yeah, and it's like, uh, uh, so I was a little bit like, oh, is this is this some definition of time now? Oh, but <laughs> but no, so I'm glad that's not a thing because there's no way I'm gonna <laughs> be able to achieve that. Um, uh yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really just got I bought another frigate, that's about it. <laughs> I got three now. Um uh, yeah, what else is going on? I tried the pandemic board game for Xbox. Oh. <laughs> because it's on Game Pass. And I you know, when we were because uh, we tried zooming one and uh Zooming a, a co-op game of Pandemic, the real board game, mm. and uh, which was mostly successful. Um, did you have two were... copies of it, or did you? Have to... No, no, no. One person was streaming it through multiple camera angles. Oh, cool! So they had like a camera set up to look at the cards, so everyone could see what was in their hand because it's co-op; it doesn't matter. You don't have to hide them. Um, and they had another camera rigged to a uh, a light hanging from the ceiling with a bit of cardboard box and some uh, kebab skewers to hold a phone in to zoom the, <laughs> zoom the board um but due to a something awkward with zoom it was zooming it in portrait mode rather than horizontally so that was a bit bit of a problem um and uh the result of that meant that it was kind of difficult for everyone to see where the the, the disease cubes were but it's a it's a functioning way to play that game it was fine you can get stuff for tabletops. For tabletops. <laughs> oh, I've done that as well, <laughs> and that works pretty well. <laughs> um, I was I was writing "Oh hi Mumbai" on the board. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so the 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 video game version is functional, but it's bad. Hmm. As in, it plays like Pandemic. The, the rule sets all there, but um, it tutorializes itself pretty poorly. For those who want to try and learn it, it's not good for that. Also, the presentation just sucks. It's like they looked at all the fonts in the world, including the one that the game actually like is sort of uses, and thought, "Nah, we're good with Arial." Oh no! <laughs> we just like have like generic. It's like when you put a counter down in Games Factory or whatever, and it's just that red number. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole UI kind of just looks. Is awful, really, and oh, it's dear. like even the bits they did put effort in to, they didn't really think through. Like, so the main game screen has a bar at the bottom. Oops, mash the mic with my hand. Has has like a bar at the bottom 
um, which gives you your choices you can pick, uh, and a massive section on the left-hand side that shows you the hands of every one of the playable roles at the moment. Um, so you can basically see what everyone's got, which is functionally makes sense, except the font size is really big, so it takes up a huge amount of screen real estate um, uh, for that. Too much screen real estate to the point to the point where the game does. If there's a city that's at the bottom of the map, like the bottom of Africa or the bottom of South America or something like that, or Sydney, I think even it's hidden by UI. Wow! At all times, that's insane. <laughs> like you can you can poke what at it hell? and you know and you know the game's reacting to it, but you can't zoom in and then scroll down. Because like the way the game zooms, it seems to it seems to manage to somehow always cut off those cities. It's it's terrible. <laughs> that is shocking. It's like how did it even? I mean, they even went to the effort of putting all the putting the pandemic expansions in here, and they function, and uh, the, with the extra roles and stuff like that. And they, yeah, they work. They give you a hard, They give you some challenges and ways of making the game harder. Because um, uh, yeah, I beat it the first time I played it. Um, which maybe I was supposed to do. I don't know. Uh, maybe the game was going easy on me for the for the first time you play it. It's hard to tell. Um, uh, but yeah, then they forget to do that, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know why they decided to to to. Well, I don't know why they decided to do that. And the bits of UI they changed to make it, you know, for the, for this version. I don't know why they didn't just use some of the graphics and artwork that's actually on the board, like for things like the infection counter and the um, and your outbreak meters and things like that. Like to make it more authentic to the board game, you could have just used the style they did and have them appear on screen when it matters, or have a way of accessing that. Or instead, they just go for very boring, like blank color markers at the top of the screen, and it's. It's a terrible presentation. It's like it functionally works, but it's a terrible presentation, and it's, it's yeah, it's bad. Don't, just don't. Yeah, tabletop simulator all the way. Yeah, maximum disappoint. Um, although the problem with tabletop simulator is those are technically free mods, so you know you're not supporting pandemic if you do that. Just letting you know. <laughs> Buy the game as well. Um, <laughs> the physical yeah. game. Yeah, you might as well get the real thing. It's cool. Um. What else have I been doing? Played a bit more Fuser. I'm finding that game more annoying than fun now because of the, <laughs> its stupid campaign. <sighs> that game is such a bummer. Like Because, as I said before, the tools are great. And being able to mix nightmare mashups is, is pretty cool. And and you know the tools are way more advanced than what you got with drop mix on your phone and things like that. And you can you drop dropping effects on channels. There's a there's a riser button that you can use to the uh, to do a do a dramatic build up and then cue into a completely different set of hmm. set of mashup that you've had pre prepared. Um, uh, and and things like that. And it's it's the tools are great. The get the game sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm at the point now where it's like it's asking you to do too much um already like and i'm not i don't and it so you've got your uh, coming back to what i said earlier, like the main gameplay flow is like you've got a stash of stuff at the top of the screen that you can a, a selection of music basically and you could that you can pick stems from to drop onto your dj decks um right but it's got to the uh point where the amount of 
time you get to do the, the there are instructions and requests so the instructions are what you absolutely need to do that are fixed for that particular level that you're playing like right. so it'll be like all right um you need to queue up um uh, queue up a, sp a couple of um couple of drum loops for instance and make them drop them in at the same time or make sure you drop in a, a lyric on a on a pickup point which is um not at the end of a bar but that's like a specific point where it makes sense for that track to suddenly start okay um so yeah drop in at a pick a pickup point to do this Land, use an effect on this channel swap between two different vocalists on a on a channel for, uh, a few times during this thing and it gives you a time limit in which to do all that whilst you're doing that the crowd can suddenly shout requests at you now these are pretty awkward because they'll be like pick something from this genre which means you've got to look at your crate at the top of the screen which f for tracks can go over three different pages um and then find something in there that's in a specific genre um uh which is fine but then normally there's more than one request at a time so it'll be like i'll pick something from the genre oh and also play something from the 90s uh and it takes you a little bit of time to scan through that list to be like to look at looking at the dates, looking at the track names, because sometimes someone will ask for a specific track as well. Um, and unless you've memorized what the album art looks like, that takes a bit of time. Mm. Um, or the other way to do it, I suppose, is to meticulously plan what is in your crate at the start of every level, which is boring. Um, I don't really want to be doing that. I don't want to be like like building up a specific arrangement uh just here so i just so i know where everything is but that seems to be the like what you have to do if you want to score well mm. and it, yeah there just comes a point where the requests are coming in thick and fast and the instructions are coming in and the instructions have their time limits and it feels like there's too much to do like i can't read through the the music list to fill the requests whilst doing the things it's asking me to do to play the set how it wants to play the set and, and i don't like the way it also like suggests like the, because it's uh the tools are good it mm. makes you want to play with them like you, you want to drop effects at like appropriate moments and like to, to sound cool but what it actually wants you to do them is at the end of every bar so it'll be you know on the one beat effectively one two three four one so, so you want to be drop and start an effect wait for a bar release the effect at the end of the bar when actually it's like no i just want to pick out this stupid bit of vocal and make it all phasey and weird and it's like but it doesn't like that because it thinks you're not doing it in time right so it's like Even the game part, a cool creative thing that you want yeah to it constantly feels like the game is fighting its tools which is a bummer <laughs> yeah and and of course, because the campaign is a massive tutorial and things unlock through you leveling up, leveling up your player. I've got to play through the tutorial. I've got to play through the campaign to unlock everything. Right. In order to get those access to the full set of tools, you have to play it the way it exactly, wants, which yeah. is not 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 as fun as it ought to be. Unless I and unless I pay money for their DLC, which there already is a lot of. Um, but you're talking like uh, a quid fifty per track or something like that to add four stems to the to the system mm. and it's like on average and that that adds up pretty quick um still probably better value for money than drop mix was if that's <laughs> that's the metric i'm using but <laughs> but still it's it's lost a lot of cool as a result you know what i mean drop mix is cool this is somehow a lot less cool even though the yeah what you're doing is better <laughs>
<laughs> you know, what you can do is better. It's right. It's bizarre. It's a weird thing. I mean, I no, definitely. But I mean, I'm tapping my foot to it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, like I mean, the, the audio experience is exactly. Audio. Yeah, the, yeah. The audio experiences. However, I don't know. There are certain like tracks which seem extremely difficult to make work. Like dropping Paul Van Dyke's for an angel into anything is actually surprisingly difficult because yeah, okay. like its chord progression just obliterates everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Lady Marmalade is surprisingly versatile. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's been remixed quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got some DMX in there, so, you know, everyone's happy. Bouncing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not X going to give it to you. Uh, <laughs> like, I'd really like that if that was there. Uh, <laughs> that, would be, that would be ridiculous. So many memes. <laughs> X going to give it to you. Fuck waiting for you to get it on your own. Deliver it to you. <laughs> so stupid. Love it. Uh yeah. Played a bit more pacer. That is what it is. Um nothing to say there. I think that might might be it, unless I'm forgetting. Oh no, Gnome and I finished Valiant Hearts finally. We went no. back and actually did the final chapter of that um the other night. Because it's a war game, do not expect it to end well. Right. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, a, a hugely unsurprising, but no one was all like, well, that's cheery. <laughs> <laughs> so cheery. Yeah, it's good given that the last section has you climbing up you know, mountains of corpses. It's <laughs> but also reminded me, I'd quite like to see more UbiArt stuff, you know. Yeah. Still, there was what happened to UbiArt or UbiArt. I guess it was just those Rayman games. Yeah. It was yeah, Rayman Legends, Rayman Origins, uh, this, and what was the other one? Child of Light was also UbiArt as well. Oh really? Yeah. And that's that's uh, that's which was a decent game as well. So yeah, all of the UbiArt games. All of them good. They should have carried on that initiative. And I think that's me. Oh, no, wait, there is one more thing. Uh, just remembered. Hotshot Racing. They released some free, free DLC. Um, they put out four more tracks for it, um, which are... All right, yep, yeah, okay. These are more difficult tracks than all of the previous ones, but... They're still not that interesting, and it's, it means it just highlights the game's problems. Like when you put difficult tracks, seem to highlight games' problems. I think, like, um, uh, I mean, when that's natural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like in in this case, it's the <clears throat> races are run or lost depending on whether or not the AI decides to mercilessly ram you. Um, <laughs> and because like the lines are quite tight, and the AI seems to not take the lines you want to take, you're getting hit quite a bit. And sometimes those hits can be nasty and put you into slides in directions you want don't want to be in, and it's yeah, it ends it ends up being a bad time in expert mode. <laughs> still did it. Still got those. Still got those expert chivos, but still. What they what what is a cool addition though is they added this mode called barrel barrage, that is simple really, but it like it actually is kind of fun, and that they um at every checkpoint. 
uh, everyone gets the ability to drop an explosive barrel behind them. Um, and everyone has a limited amount of health for the entire race. So then, then makes the tracks far more, far more awkward to navigate in a kind of fun way. Oh um, right, okay, that's cool. Because yeah, because if if everyone's dropping a barrel at every checkpoint, it's like that's eight, that's maybe twenty four barrels being added every lap. <laughs> so it's like it's quite a bit. And that's quite good. I quite like that. Quite good. Quite good. Uh, yeah, I'll stop now. Right. Uh, how are we doing? Oh, not bad. <laughs> um, uh, I got back to Link's Awakening, which I've stopped Wee. in the middle of. <laughs> so I'm just playing a bit of that, doing that angler cave or whatever, which I couldn't figure out how to get into. And it's you don't need any kind of key at all to get into that dungeon. You just have to be aware that, like, although it's surrounded by rocks, the entrance, you just need to go up to a certain rock and it goes into one of those 2D bits right and then you just go under it which i wasn't aware of 2d bits you know it goes side scrolling sometimes in Link's awakening oh i didn't know that yeah it's weird it sort of jumps into a bit like zelda 2 or whatever occasionally it goes no, weird. sideways yeah it's sad take reference i can buy the advisor <laughs> yeah today wait what <laughs> when you sometimes when you bomb a rock, there's a staircase under it, and then it goes into a side scroll side. Like it has gravity suddenly. <laughs> really? Wow! Never said that. Is that in Rebirth? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's actually... not the original. Yeah, I guess it must. No, I... it might have been in the original. It might just be more rare. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I never, never, I've never seen that. Not that I played much of it, but I've never seen anyone else playing it see that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, cool. So yeah. did that? Did Link's Awakening have that originally? Is that, yeah, yeah, that it's, all, that... it's all a completely faithful remake, pretty much. Right. Apart from the fact it has, like, weird Unreal Engine physics sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's Unreal Engine, isn't it? Is Link's it? Awakening, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have assumed it would have been just a generic Nintendo engine or something. I'm pretty sure... Uh, for some reason, they used uh, Unreal, <laughs> which is quite weird. Um, uh, but they did. I wonder if they thought this was like, oh, is Unreal Engine good for us? Maybe we need an experiment project to try it. I mean, it it, it works really well, but like, I mean, the, the but the I mean, it looks really good and everything. This like the two three D like the version of the. The, the art style and everything with um, tilt shift and all that yeah the only problem is it occasionally drops frames right <laughs> which is like yeah. why <laughs> it's so stupid but anyway yeah i shall i shall uh continue with the classic which i half remember the solutions from the 90s so because i had the dx version on the game boy color that's cool i never played the original original black and white game boy version I mean, it's one of those series where I think at some point I really should put the time in and go back and do the original. Like, I never played the NES original, which I know is a bit of a slog now. Like, yeah. I never, never yeah. played that. And I never played Zelda 2, which is the weird one. Um, the obvious um, one is Link, yeah, Link to the Past. Link, or... Link to the Past, yeah. Because yeah. I only played, um, the only version of that I played was Link Between Worlds, which is pretty right. much the same. But... Yeah, similar. 
but yeah link between worlds would be a good one to play like a, i'm sorry link to the past yeah um, link, link to past is an absolute classic isn't it and that's a, like a big one right yeah, is yeah. That not on the switch yet <laughs> it probably is on I the i don't uh, know i think it is on the um uh weird what's it called? it's on my snares classic so i've yeah, got no SNES excuse <laughs> well okay yeah. yeah there's that too i think i think it's on the i think pretty much everything from snares classic has made it to the uh, switch live yeah that thing snares button <laughs> um yeah even Star Fox 2 is now available on the on the switch so the, the whole classics original selling point is is now on switch um other than the classic being cool and the only the other thing i played is deus ex so check out our <laughs> youtube channel for Woo. random deus ex videos and uh, factoria videos and various others portal 2 videos Oberdin and Oberdin videos, plenty of those, and uh, yeah, and I well, think Link to the Past is on Switch. <laughs> R- random shout yeah. out to the Collision Software videos if, uh, if yeah. you want to check out what we were talking about when we talk- talked about Game Fast Games Factory earlier. Yeah. If you want to know about Game Factory? Check out all the weird games that we used to make with <laughs> the our Red Counter and Doom. series. Yeah, <laughs> the um, Red Number Counter. <laughs> and I guess that that'll do for a podcast. Wow, yeah, quite a short one. Um, uh, we had less random yeah. and less news again, and less news. Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another sidecast. So are, we, are you we'll... getting worried about packing, Dan? Um, well, just extending with a bit of random. Just, I, just I there's a lot of things that I'm not thinking about until the moment that it's like certain, which okay, might okay. come uh, like middle sometime next week. I hope. And as soon as that happens, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I need to, um, you know, set up a bunch of build providers and stuff and do packing. My, my difference is that, like, because I'm renting, right, I, I'm going to have an overlap, so it's going to be quite relaxed. And it's literally down the street, so I can, like, carry stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly yeah, that's different. The th- that's the thing. My, I, I know, we already know my move is going to be a bit of a pain. Um as people in, do you know, it. People do it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. But we've got we've got like a hard time. We've got to be out by on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like, how it like works. mid like midday. So that's not a lot of time to actually do stuff like on the day. So we're gonna but it's the same probably... for the people in the place you're moving into, right? I presume. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Maybe they could. Maybe they move out the day before. So there's like I don't know. It's all to be negotiated, I guess. But like, it's, I think it's, it's weird. that 12 p.m. completion time, isn't it? That seems to be the standard. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't. Can, can it be a bit later than that? Like... I think it can be changed, but I think that is yeah. the standard. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's a bit scary. Like we'll have to get storage, I reckon, because we don't. We're trying to save a bit of money because it's costing quite a lot to do this. Yeah, and of it's, um, Already, and we haven't even done anything. It's uh, uh, it's yeah. So like we, we we've got an ex removal man friend who's oh, offered convenient. to help. And uh, like, and technically, that's in the rules. You're allowed one other household to assist with a move. Yeah, that's um, right. If you're if you're not using a removals firm, so you know there'll be van hiring to do, and so and it will still work out cheaper than using removals. Yeah. Um, but that does mean we'll need some planning and some amount of like, yeah. oh, like yeah. we'll need to store this stuff for a while and uh, find people that have garages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you've got quite. A bit more stuff than me, but I'm yeah, it's gonna be a challenge. Move a few things, yeah. But the, okay. <laughs> some of the big things I have 
like my guitars and amplifier they come with handles <laughs> yeah. and cases and things well that's the good thing about all the console boxes yeah it's like they've all got handles it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's convenient yeah uh yeah it's just all this other stuff it's all the random stuff i think that you don't really think about things exactly. that are just on shelves yeah like like trinkets and things in drawers and it's like oh yeah well that's got to get boxed up somehow um well, I suppose a drawer is basically a box, so I can just <laughs> you can just transplant what's in that drawer into a box. And then you I think last time I moved my desk out of a room into a different room, I just literally took the drawers out of the desk and took just took the whole drawer as a as a container, just <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, the thought the thought crossed my mind, but I think we've got some some of our drawers are like the types where they're screwed in, and I was like, I can't be asked to dismantle those. And some of them are like a you know fully removable, yeah. So that but they're like our clues drawers and things like that so what i've got and i might get some more of is the some of those muji plastic drawers um which oh, yes. i can yeah, literally I move because i might get more because i have a bunch of other drawers full of stuff and, and when i move to a new place i won't have drawers because i need to buy furniture so <laughs> i will have <laughs> yeah. space but no so i might have temporary drawers in the shape of uh, muji plastic plastic drawers Oh yeah, that's the other side of this. Like, do I have to dismantle bits of furniture? Yeah, as well. I'm gonna have to take like, my desk apart. And, and uh, I'm not, I, I don't think I can take my desk apart. That's the problem because it's like it's a bit ropey now. Right. <laughs> so it's like I don't think that's gonna be able to come apart without and yeah. be reassembled. I don't think we took it apart when we moved from across the road. Oh, you just time. sort of moved it in one piece. Yeah, I think we did that with everything. Actually, yeah, we didn't take it. Possibly part of the reason why it's ropey. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But yeah, things like that. Kitchen table is that going to have to be taken apart? Is the uh, all this glass and metal coffee tables and end tables and the TV stand is all that going to have to be taken apart? <laughs> Those things apart? that you keep saying you're going to get rid of at some point. Yeah, but we never will. Um... <laughs> well, hope you enjoyed this extra slice of random, and we'll update you on our <laughs> moving progress. <laughs> An in, extra in, slice of the following British move off. Podcasts. If the next podcast isn't when you expect it to be, you know something happened. You know something happened. Because <laughs> I didn't get, uh, BT didn't install my internet for four weeks. <laughs> Probably. I'll tell you what, that is the biggest worry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, I can't even work if that's yeah, not a thing. That will be a big problem. <laughs> that might be the first thing I do <laughs> when I get it confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah catch you next time, listeners. Bye. Bye.